Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. The following is a Joy Road Media production. Check out the other great podcasts on the Joy Road Media Network. The Truthcast, an improvised comedy soap opera set in the world of conspiracy theories. Could you please explain what exactly a Cthulhu is? Cthulhu is uh, one of the ancient elder gods, but the elder gods is not what I'm here to talk about today. Okay, yes, uh, thank you. Thank you for the description, of course, for our audience and not for anyone participating in the show itself. Why, why did you just write down what he said then? These are just my show notes. You misspelled Eldritch. You made me watch a lighthearted discussion about films. You made me watch The Road. It's a father and son road comedy. I so told it, it is practically a remake of National Lampoon's I'm going to actually murder you. I'm actually, you're going to die. And Great Lakes Confidential, a road trip to the folklore of Michigan. There was a writer for the Toronto Sun who seems to believe that shoe trees are actually some form of fertility ritual. What do shoes have to do with sex at all? I mean, aside from shoe size being... Yeah, right, no, no, no. We're not going down that road today. Fantastic, because I'm only a nine and a half. <laughs> you can find all the great Joy Road Media Productions where you found this one. Now enjoy the show. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something that is Hello, my name is Allison Bobbitt, and I'm here with my husband, Mike Bobbitt, and you made me watch A Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Revenge. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Ah, yes. Not to be confused with A Nightmare (laughs) on Elm Street, which is all about Freddy getting revenge on the parents, as opposed to Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, where he's not really getting revenge on anyone. No, there's no revenge. Nope. There's a lot of butts. Like a lot of butts. There's Marshall Bell's doubles butt. Is there Mm. more butt besides Coach Schneider's? I feel like we saw his butt. What's his face's butt? The star, Jesse Walsh's? Yeah, we saw Jesse. I don't remember seeing... I feel like we saw his butt. Yeah, we did, remember? Because in the beginning, he and Grady were fighting, uh, and he pantsed him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they were wrestling on the ground, but his butt was out the whole time. Yeah. This is uh, uh, also known as the gay one. There's definitely some homosexual undertones. There are undertones, there are overtones, and there are midtones. There, <laughs> there are, are all the tones. There are girls in this movie who are not sexual at all, but every man in this movie, every young man in this movie, and even the coach are like oiled up, shorty shorts. Showing their butts or dresses leather daddies. It's very strange. 
Like the yeah. entire movie. So Jesse spends the almost the entire movie sweating with his shirt open <laughs> or completely shirtless. Yeah. Like always glistening all the time. And just like anytime he walks around, his shirt is his shirt is open in a way that makes me feel like he was in a 90s boy band and he was supposed to and he like just <laughs> finished standing in the wind and he's walking back to his trailer like it's <laughs> such an odd choice mark Patton is openly gay in real life and decided to play this as jesse being in the closet which i think works really well I would agree with that. There's a really comprehensive documentary on all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies called Never Sleep Again. Mm -hmm. It's super long, but it is super in-depth. And I kind of wish I had had a chance to rewatch that before recording. Mm -hmm. I believe the writer, David Chaskin, wasn't aware of like all the homosexual undertones in this. Mm-hmm. Until, like, he saw it and was like, oh, yeah, I guess I did write a pretty gay script. <laughs> I don't know how he couldn't have seen this. Yeah, this. it's, I mean, like, it's not, I mean, a lot of slasher flicks are, you know, especially of this time are, like, titties, you know, mm. like, titties are out all the time. And, like, literally, you see a girl in a bathing suit, that's about as crazy as it gets with the girls, which is fine. It's just, like, it was just different. But I kind of liked that they did it that way. I mean, it's certainly... I mean, like most, you know, whatever, this was 1985. Yeah. Most 80s slashers are pretty laughable these days. Oh, yeah. So I like, though, that Mark Patton, I feel like, knew what was going on more so. Mm-hmm. He was intentionally shrieking like a girl because he was yeah. like, I like it. I'm playing a scream queen. This is great. I loved that he did that because, yes, like... In, in a lot of movies, men, even when they're screaming, it's it's kind of like a mask, like, oh, you know, mm. it, it feels more believable because he's shrieking at such a high pitch that you're like, oh, like, he's scared, not trying to, like, look more masculine, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> by, like, I, I'm scared, but I still want to look cool, <laughs> kind of a thing. I love that he did those shrieks like that because they were... Yes, kind of funny, but I also really loved it. I thought it worked really well for his character. I don't know if you remember this, but one of the proudest moments in my life. (laughs) (laughs) You and I have a habit of trying to scare each other. And the first time that you got me really, really good and I yelled... I was so happy that I'd never been scared like that before. And I was like, oh, thank God I don't shriek when I get... Yeah. Like, I had a pretty manly yell, or a pretty masculine yell. Yes, you did. You did. I, I remember so you were bad. very much like... I ah! was, yeah, you were like, bah! And I thought you, you know, you didn't go like, ah! You know. That's funny. The imitation you make of me... <laughs> Being scared is the same imitation you have of me waking up. (laughs) It is how you... Okay, so listeners, Mike does not wake up gently, (laughs) like, ever at any point. I mean, he might wake up... I wake up up like I'm in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. He does. Like, I don't don't know. I don't understand it. Because I'll be gentle. I'll, like, rub your back and be like, hey, Mike. And you're like, what? What's wrong? I'm like, there's nothing wrong. I'm just 
trying to tell you it, it's time to get up. Like, you're just so alarmed every time. You can wake up naturally yourself, but if you have to be woken up by someone else or if I accidentally wake you up, <laughs> I feel terrible because I feel like you just, like, spiked your adrenaline and you won't be able to fall back asleep. Oh, yeah, no. It is hilarious to see you. <laughs> in that first second after I after you've woken up because your eyes aren't totally focused yet because you're still kind of asleep and you're like because ah! <laughs> you're like looking around like where am I what is happening where did Freddy Krueger go yeah exactly oh god so I want to talk about some of the supporting cast of this yeah Robert Rustler plays the boyfriend <laughs> jesse's boyfriend yes grady yeah so they're fighting at the beginning and then they become like besties really quick yeah i was confused i'm like were they always besties but they were just being like dicks to each other one scene they were fighting and then the next scene i think they're, they like, probably eating lunch cut together. out a scene where jesse sucks grady's dick mm. or something and then grady's like all right man but just don't tell anyone also grady has like the most interesting comforter i've ever seen in my life was it leather or did oh, it... yeah 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 it looked like a fucking garbage bag right. <laughs> i was like is it supposed to be faux leather what is this so robert rustler right before this was in weird science mm-hmm with Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And he and Robert Downey Jr. play the bullies in uh, Weird Science. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. drove Robert Rustler to the audition to get this part. Really? Yeah. Oh. For the role of Jesse, apparently Brad Pitt auditioned and John Stamos did too. Really? I can't see them doing it. Like, I feel like you really have to have a very specific set of chops to do horror. It's it's so hard to explain. Like, there is such a unique talent to being really good in a horror movie, especially in these, like, 80s slasher flicks, because it's very stylized. Yeah, I just don't think either one of them could have done it. You're right. It is a particular set of skills, not mm-hmm. to sound all Liam Neeson taken. <laughs> Kim Myers, who plays Lisa, the friend, she's stuck in the friend zone. <laughs> yeah. Although she is like, I love you, Jesse. <laughs> so, like the whole end of the movie, I love you. And he's like, I love Grady, but he dead. But I, but I killed slash watched him become deceased. She's really good in the hysteria scenes. Yes. But all of the other scenes, not so much. And it reminds me of uh, a friend that I had growing up was a really good, like, speed metal drummer. Mm-hmm. And a guy that we went to high school with, who's like a really great jazz drummer, mm-hmm. pointed out, he was like, yeah, he's great at playing fast, but he loses it when he slows down. And this is Kim Myers' movie debut. So yeah. maybe she got better after this. She still works. Yeah. But... There are some scenes where I'm just like, oh, she not pulling it off, girlfriend, because like she can really. Yeah, you're right. She can be super hysterical. But I feel like every other scene, she barely moves her mouth or face (laughs) when she's talking during any other scene where she just has to be calm. It's like how when I talk to you, when I have a face mask on Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't really move. (laughs) Yeah. They go to the factory where. Freddie took the kids or whatever. I, whatever. It's the factor, I guess, he murdered the man or. I, I, I don't think fucking the story know. Cha- this, 
has so many continuity issues to the rest of the series, you can't even really consider it a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah, it's it breaks the rules. Freddy comes; he's not in dreams. He's in yeah, the he's real not world. in dreams. He's in the real world. Yeah. He's. It's, it's almost just a Nightmare on Elm Street movie by title and the fact that there is a dream. There is a character that looks like Freddy Krueger and is named Freddy Krueger. Yeah, in, and um, there is like one or two dream sequences that he's in, but. Like, any time he's, like, killing anybody, it's not a dream sequence. It's... Yeah, if Jesse falls asleep, then Freddy, like, pops out of his body, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, they go to that factory because, for some reason, Lisa thinks that Jesse <laughs> might be psychic. Yeah, so that made no sense. the line read that she has is sort of like, Jesse, do you feel anything? Yes, oh my god. She's like, can you sense him? What do you feel? It's like she's reading a list. Yes. <laughs> but like she is not excited about it. No. And then like the most emotion she shows is when he opens the like locker thing and there's a rat in there and she's like, oh my God. And then just completely overreacts to the fact that there's a rat. And then they hold each other in a way that makes me feel like she really doesn't know he's gay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she has no fucking clue he's gay. Because he's, like, side-hugging real hard. And she's, like, <laughs> trying to, like, grab him in a full embrace. I think Mark Patton, he put a layer to this Jesse character that uh, I, I think is pretty phenomenal. I oh, think yeah. he picked up on undertones in the movie and just ran with them. And, yeah. He's the best part of the whole movie. Oh, definitely. I mean, and, you know, Robert England. Yeah. But, I mean, Robert England is not really given. They don't really give him a whole lot in this movie. Because he can't really do all the sinister stuff that you expect from a Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah. But, yeah, Jesse is the best part of the whole movie. Which, I mean, I guess it's good since he's the lead. Mm-hmm. Other actors in this, Clue Gulliger, who uh, is from Return of the Living Dead, uh-huh. plays his dad, uh, Jesse's dad, and is just, he's a guy I really like. Okay. He's still alive, too, which he's, is insane. He was born in 1928. Jesus. He yeah. is 97 almost, years old. I was going to say, I'm like, he is almost 100. Quentin Tarantino cast him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, just way to go, he's man. He's lovely. Yeah. I would like to say that he, at one point in the movie, wore a Band-Aid on his face. <laughs> and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Because it's like, it's not even a regular Band-Aid. It's like a white Band-Aid that is so huge. It takes up the entire, his entire cheek, practically. And well, then he's just wearing it like... It's from when huh. the parakeets get all demonic and then explode oh no one of them explodes the other one gets all bitey and does something and then like just falls and dies or something mm. or maybe it explodes maybe you're right maybe they both one explode. of them falls and dies and the other one gets demony and then explodes okay so the one that falls yeah. and dies bites him in the face and he's like this requires the biggest band-aid <laughs> <laughs> i guess he got injured during the exploding parakeet part too so that's his, why they kept that fucking his <laughs> eye. Well, I, I, I don't know. Oh, his eye. Marshall Bell plays the gym teacher. Yeah, he's probably most well known from Starship Troopers. Yeah, and as the guy who carries Quato in, in Total uh, Recall. Total Recall. Yeah. Yeah, I like Marshall Bell. I do too. He was in a few episodes of the X Files. 
Oh, okay. Which I am a huge fan of. And he has like, um, I mean, he's a character actor, but he's one of those guys where when you see him, you're going to be like, where the fuck do I know that guy from? And it's all the, every fucking thing. Like he's in so much stuff. One of my favorite, (laughs) because a year later he plays another dad, Lyman Ward plays Grady's dad, who is much more attentive to his son Mm -hmm. than he is the following year in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's like, you stay in bed, son. I'm going to not pay attention or check in. Robert Chaskin, who I'm going to guess is somehow related to the writer, uh, is credited as Barbecue Boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So at the end of the movie... Lisa's parents are letting her have a pool party. And then they're like, all right, all of you teenagers, we're going to go to bed. You guys can keep partying, which would fucking never happen. Ever, ever, ever. Maybe my parents were just really strict. But it's funny because as soon as they turn off the lights, then the party gets rowdy and they crank up the stereo. It's like, oh, they must be asleep because they literally just turned off the light and then they're like let's make sure we don't wake them up and they're just loud as shit and they like bust out beer and they're like screaming it's like okay if my parents ever let me have a party and the second they went inside to like leave me to my own devices and it got louder they would be like wow everyone's going home right now (laughs) like they would beat my ass and then lisa who's like there's something wrong with Jesse. I feel like I should go to him. Leaves her own party to go find him, except he's already at her house because he's just psychically murdered Grady mm-hmm. with Freddy Krueger's. It's very confusing. Basically, Freddy Krueger became Je- or Jesse became Freddy Krueger, killed Grady and then turned back into Jesse. The whole Freddy's powers in this one just don't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't don't really focus on it too much. There's a scene in an S&M bar and <laughs> where he runs into the coach. Yeah. Bob Shea plays the bartender. Mm-hmm. Bob Shea, founder of New Line Cinema. Yes. From Michigan. From Michigan. Brother of Lynn Shay. Yes, who I I think is like the first lady of modern horror. I fucking love her. And it's so great, too, because she does comedy so well. She too. does. She's in uh, Kingpin. Yeah, she's in all the Farrelly Brothers. And she's movies. so damn funny. Yeah. God, I love her so much. It's not much of a name drop, but I told you that I saw her at Pottery Barn in Pasadena, right? Yes, you did. You were like, I saw Lynn Shay at Pottery Barn. I was like, what? Because I feel like that was around the time that, um, like, the she's in Insidious. She's great. Yeah. She's, she's in really the Insidious great. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, like, the psychic yeah. who helps them figure out what's going on with their kid. Anyway, that had nothing to do with anything. Two quick little things. Our buddy Shawnee has a podcast called Talk Horror to Me, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode. They cover this movie really in depth Mm -hmm. and it's definitely worth listening to and the other thing is elijah wood just did an interview yesterday and this is related because it's a new line movie okay or at least produced by bob shea Mm -hmm. the lord of the rings movies Uh uh-huh weta purposely made the orcs look like harvey weinstein is a little like 
dig at him. Uh-huh. That is so funny. Yeah, Elijah Wood was like, yeah, I don't know if I should say this. Well, fuck it. I'll say it anyway because he's a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. So the orcs are made to look like <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. That is so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Man, I do like those little things that pop up where it's like people dug at him because they knew he was a piece of trash. Yeah. As much as they could without, you know, ruining their careers. Yeah, it it did always bug me because I like so many of the Miramax movies. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that the Weinsteins had to be good people because Miramax is named after their parents. Yeah. Mira and Max Mm -hmm. Weinstein. And then I felt bad when they lost the company and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, they don't even get the company that's named after their parents. But then it turns out that, man, if you wanted to honor your parents, don't rape people. Yeah, don't be a piece of trashed human being. Yeah. Ugh. God, he's so gross. Yeah. I loved when he... um. Like, after they had put him in jail, and he, like, went to his first court appearance, and he just had, like, like, he might as well have just shown up in, like, a full body cast. That's how crippled he was acting. (laughs) It was fucking hilarious. I'm like, no one cares. No one gives a shit. Yeah. (laughs) You're a piece of trash. Yeah. So, this is the last of the Elm Street movies that was shot at that house. That's Nancy's house. Mm -hmm. Which is... uh, about five houses down from the comedy store. Yeah, it's like it's just off of Sunset. Yep, it's on Genesee. Mm-hmm, on Genesee, and um, yeah, we went by it a few times because I remember we went by it when um our friends Amy and Nick came to visit, and then I think we went by it one other time, and then we also went by it because um we used to do those um eat see hear things or where they have an outdoor movie and like food trucks or whatever. Yeah. They would do themed ones, you know, depending on on the season. And one of them was A Nightmare on Elm Street. They were showing at uh, one of the parks in in, um, the Palisades. And we're like, let's fucking drive by the house before we go. Yeah. (laughs) Which was super fun. It, It is really neat because they have really kept it looking very much the way it does in the movie. Oh, yeah. And it makes me wonder sometimes, like, because also the house from uh, Vacation, the, the the original Vacation movie, looks almost exactly the same. I mean, how many people really change the exteriors of their houses that much? I don't know. It's interesting because there are other houses, like, that are on that street because the, the Vacation house is, like, um, it's on the drive that gets you yeah, up to the Getty. Yeah, to the Greek theater. Yeah, getting you up not to the Getty. The, yes, the, yeah, Greek the Greek theater. And a lot of the houses are very modern looking and some of them are, you know mid-century and and then there's some that are like that that look very midwestern especially with the the elm street house it has like the green shingles and everything um sometimes i wonder if it's like a clause when you buy a house like that if it's like keep it looking as similar as possible or Hmm. you know don't do any renovations or if it's just a thing that people tend to do where they're like yeah i don't mind i would love it if people because even the uh, the Poltergeist house looks exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, all those houses look the same in that subdivision. But Yeah. And I, I went past the Back to the Future house. Yes. That looks the same. The only one that really looked remarkably different was the house from E.T. But mm-hmm. I think maybe that was because 
it was a newer subdivision when E.T. was filmed. Yeah. And then the landscape just changed. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of A Nightmare on Elm Street um, 2, Freddy's Revenge? It was hilarious. It, it's super funny. I mean, like how, you know, a lot of 80s slasher flicks have aged. They're super funny. Um, it's disappointing that it really didn't follow, like, the lore of Freddy Krueger where it's supposed mm-hmm. to be in dreams because it's very loosely connected with the with the idea of it you know he kills people when they're sleeping yeah like they find Nancy's diary but she doesn't really ever write in a diary in the first movie no it so makes it's like, no sense it's really yeah odd I don't know um I think it's better if you just kind of consider it a standalone movie and not part of if you can if you can set aside the fact that the lore is greatly ignored mm-hmm. it's pretty hilarious and fun and the guy who plays jesse is <laughs> he's so good there are a couple of shots that i was like what the fuck was the director thinking because there's one where like he goes into his sister's room because it's like freddie's trying to get him to kill his little sister and she wakes up and she's like hey what time is it and he's been having all these nightmares and he's waking up super sweaty and the way that they shoot him is like from below but it's like a mid shot so he's all sweaty and hunched over and his sister's like what's up and he's like nothing go back to sleep (laughs) It's like, it literally looks like he was jerking off over his sister's bed. Yeah. It's a very odd shot, but he's so great in this. He sells it a thousand percent. I liked it. Uh, As far as Nightmare on Elm Street movies go, hmm, it's not really a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but as far as 80s slasher flicks go, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Mark Patton has retired from show business and is an interior decorator. Aww. He is HIV positive. Aww. But he's still around. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's not a death sentence anymore, so I'm hoping mm. that he's happy and healthy. This is a cult classic in the LGBTQ plus community, which That's it deserves awesome. to be. It, yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, apparently, uh, the writer Chaskin denied initially the gay subtext in the movie <laughs> and then was just like, all right, fine. Yeah, I put it in there. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. Why would you didn't like it beats you over the head with it? <laughs> To be like, uh-uh. Mark Patton makes money on the side by selling t-shirts with some of the gayer lines from the movie. Like, he's inside me and he wants to take me again. That's actually pretty funny. hmm And he donates the money that he makes from those and appearances uh, to HIV treatment organizations. Oh, that's lovely. And uh, charities like uh, The Trevor Project. That's great. Yeah. Good for him. Mark Patton just sounds like a... Like a good dude. A really cool dude. And uh, I think he does a great job in this. He does. He's he's truly like above and beyond the best part of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I love Robert Englund, but again, they don't really give him much to work with. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this movie, and it's no fault of his own. I mean, he's great in the scenes that he's in. But uh, yeah, Jesse carries this movie on his back. He must have been exhausted. Yeah. Bob Shea was on set a lot because the first A Nightmare on Elm Street movie saved New Line. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. he really wanted to make sure that this one wasn't going to... Sink it? Yeah. Yeah. So he micromanaged everything and uh, he turned out a profitable movie so they could jump back to the lore and make 
part three dream warriors but uh yeah you know well you know this one's he, fine for what it is it's yeah exactly like it's not it's like i said i wouldn't really consider it much of a nightmare on elm street movie but for what it is it it does a good job at being a a, a slasher flick yeah all right well happy halloween happy halloween spooky halloween and we'll watch another movie that's spooky we just fucking love halloween yeah you got the body i got the brains oh yeah and then he just rips here's my favorite part about that is that he rips away like his scalp but not his not skull, the skull. So it's but like his, his brain, brain is just on top i'm like i don't understand <laughs> yep does that, he not have a skull anymore that was a bob shea idea which i think kind of works because it's so hilarious it's the first of okay freddy's gonna be a quip machine you know <laughs> i would love like freddy and Arnold Schwarzenegger just to face off and do like different <laughs> lines. Oh my God, I would never stop laughing. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. Thank you for listening to yes. You Made Me Watch. You made me watch. You made Why me watch. Why you make this. me watch this? Okay, bye. Bye. Ah, and... Ah.